Peace and love, family. Welcome to the Pretty Priestess. I am Priestess Shakesha. Join me on this exploration of inner and outer beauty, showing up on point as our greatest version because pretty is as pretty does. Pretty much. Absolutely, absolutely. Let's talk about what in the hell's going on in this world today. It is November the 9th, 2020. What a time it is to be alive in this particular world, family. Oh my goodness. So I guess we should give a congratulations to Joe Biden and Camilla Harris. We know Trump does not appreciate that. He's suing everybody. He's going to court for everybody. And folks is all like, hey, somebody calm him down. Republicans, hold us down. Say something. And Mitt Romney said, what do you want us to do with this? No, you know what this is. You know who he is. This dude right here is a different type of dude summarizing of course but that's where he was so we will see how this um unfolds so we got some court cases and some votes to count and some conspiracies as to whether or not the votes were real and whatever i just don't have time for that but what i really did at that particular point is really put my energy into what the collective needed at this particular time. And it didn't matter to me whether or not it was Donald Trump or Joe Biden. It seemed to me to be two birds of the same feather. And it seems like, I'm not even going to go there. It just seemed like two birds of the same feather. I'm not going to continue going on there with that. But I definitely, definitely want to speak to um, this whole situation of, um, the election and folks getting beat up and what that's all about. I kind of see it a little bit differently. And I'm hoping um, that we will be able to just really take a look and examine our situation for what it is and respect that. And once we know, we once we know better, we can do a little better and keep it moving. So, oh my goodness, this, uh, so apparently there's a COVID vaccine and someone was telling me today that Trump kind of called this. He said, they'll beat me out of the election. And then after the election, they'll come up with a COVID vaccination. Now I didn't hear this personally. This was the word that I got on the street. And if he said that, well, ding, ding, you were correct. So they are really encouraged. They said this is supposed to be 90% effective. Pfizer put this out. There was also some work, and I don't know if this is really related to the two, but there was some work done um, at the University of Pittsburgh here in Pittsburgh, where they were doing some work with llamas antibodies um, that was supposed to be really effective of getting rid of a lot of diseases. So all of these um, animals that are uh, in the camel family apparently have these antibodies that can help us fight off a whole bunch of diseases and Apparently, COVID-19 was supposed to be one of them. And so how how far along that got, I'm not really sure. But I would definitely love to hear a little bit more information about that. I have no intention on getting none of that shit. But it's still nice to know that this is something that's available because the world 
is upset about this whole situation and they need peace of mind and comfort. And if this is what it takes for them to get that, then that's what it is. And we got to have just enough compassion in our heart to recognize that people see the world differently than we do. And their experience in this world, in this place is different than all of us. So whether or not you believe in covert, COVID, um, the pandemic, all of that other stuff, you think you should wear a mask, you think you shouldn't wear a mask, this is foolishness. Um, regardless of whatever your position is in this, the law of the land right now is that we got to wear a mask and we got to operate in this world as if this is real. So however, however, it appears that we got to play this game and walk the walk. So that's what that is. Not only that, there's also a possibility maybe there is something out here. So, you know, let's, you know, just be cautious with that. And then there's some people that have that. It's better safe than sorry. And and I can definitely respect that. So if that's the position that you're taking, it's better safe than sorry. I'm going to wear my mask. Then rock with that whole position. But for me, not really as much of a concern. My biggest thing is, is that I realized that other people are concerned about it. So just to be respective to the community around me and to be supportive of the environment that's around me, I go ahead and mask up. So that's all that I got to say about that. Oh, uh, let me just take us back to um, a a time. Hold up. Let me, let me, let me, let me see where I can find. Let me see what I can find. I can find. I can find. See, remember this? Hold up. Hold up. Remember this? That was a year when Do the Right Thing came out, which was also a theme song in that that Fight the Power was definitely on the soundtrack there. Wes Craven's Shocker, if anybody knows about that, that used to be one of my absolute favorite flicks back in the day, horror flicks. I was a kid then. Um, The movie Glory came out. Definitely, if you want to definitely check that history of what our lives, what black life looked like in the military, Glory is absolutely a good flick to check out. Also, Batman started that whole um, collection in 1989. And I definitely ain't gonna throw no shade to my girl because this is my girl Janet Jackson put that Rhythm Nation album out in 1989. Family, peace and light with that.
peaced in 1989. So definitely, definitely, if 1989 is a year that you remember or you want to know about, definitely Google up that pop culture and the tunes and the songs that was in there. Or even if you was around during that year, like check the pop culture out, the movies, the music and all of that other stuff. This is a very, very powerful way of transporting yourself to that point in time. I went to a workshop that was so awesome that really taught us the power of that. And I got to tell y'all family, this right here, going back, remembering like that, we all know that. That's why we throw the old school parties. But definitely, definitely check out 1989. If you really want to get to a year that was jamming, where things was, where it was going down, some good movies and everything, 1989 is definitely your year. So, peace with that to 1989. Yeah. Ooh, and let me talk about some dope shit to get. Oh, hold up. Let me. Woo, woo. Dope shit to get. Soap savers. If you don't know what soap savers are, they are these like mesh sponges that you drop your soap in and then you pull the little drawstring. I was just strolling through the department store one day and said, oh, what's this? I see, what is this? Read what that is? It's a soap saver. Now, one of the things that I do, Burlington is one of my absolute favorite spots to go and grab some soaps, especially those um, imported soaps and all of that other um, stuff. The soaps... Um, They have really good base oils that I like to work with when I'm creating some creams and everything. Like Burlington is a really, um, 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 I'm not going to say it's a great big secret because a lot of folks in the hood know about that. But Burlington is definitely slept and underrated as far as that goes. Now, I'm not saying that there's not no junk that can be in there because you go find that everywhere. But you can definitely find some quality skincare in Burlington. So you definitely want to check that out. Um, But that soap saver, what it does is it exfoliates, it secures your soap, it helps you lather up so, so much better than these mesh sponges that you can buy, like at the dollar store, any of the other beauty supply, the Rite Aid and all of those little plastic mesh sponges and everything. And while they work good, these soap savers definitely surpass those in quality, in my humble opinion. That is definitely, definitely some dope shit to get. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, and another thing to definitely shout out to Dr. Joy DeGroy Leary for putting out this book, Post-Traumatic Slave Syndrome. And this is definitely going to help us um, with seeing how we roll, you know, getting us in a position to not be mad, but to really understand humanity and why they operate the way they do, and what's driving them. And instead of being angry, being in a space of understanding so that you can have that compassion, right? Because in my humble opinion with this election, in my opinion, it looks like we traded freedom for justice, Now, freedom, on one hand, is the exemption of things 
be in control or external controls, right? So you can live, speak, think without any type of hindrance, free to do your thing. And then on the other hand, we got justice, which is receiving what we deserve, what's owed to us, that respect, righteousness of what's fair. And this whole election of the Biden-Trump, it shows, it exposes a lot of shadow stuff within our black community. But what does that look like though, right? What does that look like, that shadow stuff? What am I talking about? Because there's so much shadow stuff. I got a whole bunch of shadow stuff. I mean, I got a bag. I will have to unpack it. But for this particular time right here, what that looks like is a need for approval, even if that shit's an illusion. But it feels good to hear validation. Who wouldn't want to be treated with respect? Because I need you to recognize one thing. All lives matter is dismissive and disrespectful. Especially when you're talking to people that's not able to properly defend their family when there's danger. Or go for a run to stay in shape. Or listen to music loudly when it's your jam. Our children can't be in the park with a toy gun. Our children can't buy candy and tea in their own communities. That's what it looks like. So telling somebody that all lives matter when this is the reality of their existence is a slap in the face. Let's make no mistake about it. And this whole phenomena that we have here where people are saying all lives matter or just dismissing this community of people that have struggled and went through so many changes, so much oppression over the years, it's definitely developed some trauma within us as black folks. And Dr. Joy DeGroy Leary, and I hope that I'm pronouncing her name right because I messed that up. She talks about this very thing with post-traumatic slave syndrome. Now she has three main components that we really need to think about. And if y'all read this book, all oh, y'all know what it is, right? I had to go back because I bought this book many moons ago. And when I started thinking about this situation and what that shadow stuff looks like, there was just a lot of really thought-provoking information that was 
laid down throughout this book that just really had me thinking I need to go back and read this again. But to highlight those points that she was making with the components of post-traumatic slave syndrome is vacant esteem. And that's dealing with worth and value, right? Believing that you have little or no worth. And when you feel that way, that causes you to kind of conform to how everybody else is rolling. The other component that she talked about was ever-present anger, which is absolutely a result of oppression. There was a passage in there that talks about how when so many individuals have, or any individual, less than so many individuals, any individual consistently has their goals blocked, it causes rage and anger with anybody. Well, that ain't rocket science, huh? We didn't need a doctor to share that one. But over time, when you start to realize that this is what the plight of your life is, this is what it looks like for you, this is what it is, it shows up differently. So the little shit that goes down in life can be escalated. She talks about a time when she was in the movie theater and there was some white kids that was in there cutting up, throwing popcorn. And when one of the popcorn pieces hit her, the guy that was with her was like swore. And if she hadn't stopped him, she feels like either he would have went to hell off up in there by cussing some folks out or kicking somebody's ass. And that happens all of the time. I can talk, I, I can definitely speak to a time where one of my family members and my husband is a really good example. When we were at the movie theater and there was a, some white dudes, they were sitting around laughing, joking and enjoying themselves. And I guess they wanted to show off for their girlfriends or whatever, or they wasn't thinking. I think they were probably a little under the influence. I don't think that there was any disrespect to that, but it sat his damn cup. On my husband's hood of his car. And he went the hell off. Up in there. Well, out there. Not up in. Because we were outside in the parking lot. And he went the hell off out there. Man, what the hell's your problem, man? What the fuck's wrong with you? Why would you set that? Is this your car, motherfucker? You know, that whole conversation. Now, is that something to really get swole about like that? Maybe. Hey, can you move that and keep it moving? But that ever-present anger. That's within us. And I probably would have responded the same way too because it's something about the smugness of people that have this privilege in life where they don't live this consistent struggle that makes you resentful when you see them challenging your position in this world. And it doesn't necessarily have to be a true challenge. It can be little shit. Stepping in front of me in line. Cutting me. Hitting the back of my heel with a grocery cart. Stepping on the back of my shoe. Stepping on my shoes. I know brothers that that have told me stories about somebody that was ready to kill somebody. About stepping on a damn shoe. I don't know anybody like that. But I'm absolutely certain that there's some folks that's out there and probably on just, you know, you catch some folks on a bad day. It's a possibility. So you just never know. 
that ever-present anger, little shit gets escalated. But one of our biggest, biggest things is this racist socialization. And that's when we adopt white standards. White social standards. And start looking at ourselves through white folks' eyes. And this is why we're so hyper alert about how our behavior looks when we around white folks. This is the reason why we change the way that we speak when we get around white folks. Don't say you don't do that. You stop that shit. That's a part of it. And it's okay. Because when you become aware of it, you can kind of check that hat at the door a little bit or use it to serve you, whichever's best. But at least you're aware of it. I definitely don't go to work with the same tone of voice and rate of speech that I have when I'm hanging out with my friends and family. Absolutely not. Is that because I'm around some black folks or or some white folks? Eh, Well, it's a possibility. However... (laughs) I try to do that just any time that I'm in a professional setting so I can just pat myself on the back for that one, huh? No, no. Because racist socialization still is still affects us on different levels. When I'm working with some folks and I see them at work acting like a damn fool, It makes me cringe just a little bit because I'll say, think to myself, oh, that's all white folks need to do is see black folks like that. Now, why in the hell I give a damn what they think? But that's all a part of the post-traumatic slavery syndrome, that racist socialization, where we looking at ourselves through white people's eyes, thinking, what would they think about that? We better fall in line out this bitch. You better get your life together. But that's how it does. And we know all about the history. (laughs) We know the history of how that came about and why we got into the position that we came into. We can go back to slavery and Jim Crow and all of the bullshit and the drama and the stress that we went to. Why the hell we send our kids to these damn schools and they ain't want us to? Why would we allow our children to be traumatized like that? Mm-hmm. Wow, vacant esteem. But we know all about that history. I'm not going to keep going there. But what about these twisted ass teachings that validate white supremacy? Going back to racist socialization again. So we're taught prophecy like we know for sure. In 2020, you would think at this point it would be we would take a look at the prophecy and it would give us some pause for reflection. I'm sure that when we 
start talking that prophecy without really reflecting that deeply on it. You can kind of see your grandma nodding in agreement, in approval. When you repeat that what you was taught, you need to save that for real. Especially when you don't know for sure. Save it. But you see all of the elders nodding in agreement because this is what they taught us. But remember that we hold a legacy of oppression. That's what post-traumatic slave syndrome is all about. And no shade to the ancestors or the elders. Don't get me twisted. But being told something is true repeatedly does not make that shit true. You can shift your energy so that what you want will be. I hope you know that we can change outcomes. So regardless, like if you go and get a reading, if you go and um, have some cards drawn, if you hear a prophecy, that prophecy is in alignment of where the energy is at that particular point. So if you shift your energy so that it can be what you want it to be, you can change the outcome. Don't get that shit twisted. What we did know at the end of the day is that Trump did not have the black communities back in the face of injustice and appeared to side with white supremacy programming. We had a black president. And we didn't get no justice. But right now, the energy is ripe for it now. So let's be encouraged by that. Please have mercy on these folks. Because this is exactly what this is. It's oppression. It's post-traumatic slave disorder. On both ends. Oppression made us vote for Biden. Oppression also had some black folks voting for Trump. It had us voting for Biden. Because we thought he was going to put a chicken in our pot and a strap in our boot and make all of our troubles go away. Well, not necessarily so. But Joe Biden was also the one who was saying, hey, you know what? How they treating these folks is wrong. Their lives do matter. They should be able to protest. We like that conversation. We want to hear that. We want to hear that. We want somebody to see how we've been mistreated over the years and actually make an effort to make a change in that situation. Why is that so hard for people to connect with? 
But I get it. Let's let's not get it twisted. I get it because we know what the system has looked like for over all of these years. We had a black president and really nothing has changed. Why do we think this all see now, man? And and, and this is how I'm seeing it. And his self-hating vice president, because she done locked up plenty of folks that look like that look like her. She has locked up plenty of them. I ain't mad at her because, like I said, at the end of the day, she was doing her job. But that's what it was. Racist socialization. Looking at us through white folks' eyes. Lock all these Negroes up. They need to go to jail. They shouldn't have been dealing with them goddamn drugs. The hell with this. We cleaning it up. We gonna drain the swamp. Well, that's what Camilla did. She drained the swamp. That's a part of the program. But it also got a lot of black folks voting for Trump. Now, hopefully, let's just hope, let's just hope that this Trump vote was not a white supremacy spiritual system vote, but actually a vote for freedom. Because if you have voted for Donald Trump under a system like that, I really recommend that you purchase this book, Post-Traumatic Slave Syndrome, by Dr. Joy DeGroy Leary. And she will give you some fascinating insights that might get you to take a look at some things that you haven't looked before. And she ain't encouraging you to throw your spiritual system out the door. I would, but she won't. I would encourage you to change your spiritual system. Not necessarily throw it out the door. Let's get that right. Let me get that square. But change how this is done. Because a system of white supremacy will not serve you. You will not get victory with a God that looks like somebody that's oppressing you. If your God is oppressive, <laughs> is in the image of an oppressor, then you are connecting to the energy of oppression. Stop it. <laughs> So let's talk about what we can work with to deal with this. Get you an amethyst. I'm going to tell you why I rocks with amethyst. I rocks with amethyst. I got me one of these little water jugs. That's some dope shit to get too right there. It's one of them little water jugs with the crystals in them and everything. I deals with amethyst and this is why. Because amethyst helps you to peep the game. It gives you clarity so that you're not intimidated by power. And it allows you to see the bigger picture at the end of the day. And it will also support you in feeling just confident enough so that if you're in a position where someone in a position of power is talking to you just a little sideways or coming at you in a way where you would ordinarily check a motherfucker real decently, and you feeling a little intimidated to do so, or you ready to just go ahead and let somebody know what time it is, this amethyst is going to definitely help you in being able to deliver a message to a fool like that 
without turning it into nefarious niggatry. That means you ain't going to hell off with your ever-present anger. And you're also in a space where you have enough clarity to articulate your true and authentic feelings without it turning into a shit show. That's what the amethyst can do for you. Now, you can look up all of that other Google shit that they talk about with this amethyst, but this how it worked for me. This how it worked for me. And check it out. I promise you that's how it's going to work for you. I promise you that. That's the only thing that do. It's going to connect you to that energy within you. Definitely. So rock with that ambulance. <laughs> rock with that amethyst, that amulet. Put it in an amulet while you're at it. But definitely rock with that amulet. That's definitely something that's going to help us to move past this energy. Let's accept, let's love, and let's move forward with this. Because what this is, is a direct result. A direct result. Of oppression within our community and the choices that we make and how we navigate our lives is absolutely all about that. So let me give you some guidance to go from my cards. I got my Oracle deck, the Ask and is Given deck. And the guidance to go is it is not about controlling my thoughts, but it is about guiding them. We're not encouraging you to make an effort to control your thoughts, but instead to more or less guide your thoughts, reaching for the way you would like to feel is an easier way to hold on through your thoughts in vibrational alignment with that which is what you believe is good. Get your thoughts in alignment. By identifying how you want to feel first. I'm trying to feel happy. So what do I need to focus on to get there? I'm trying to be on some love vibe. What do I need to focus on to get there? I'm trying to be focused. I'm trying to be clear. I'm trying... To be fun. I'm trying to be grounded. I'm trying to be relaxed. I'm trying to feel encouraged. What are the thoughts that's going to get you to that? So rock with that. There's your guidance to go. That's all I got to say for this week. I hope you check us out next week. Peace and light. Peace and love, family. Hey, definitely check out 1989. It ain't nothing to play with. Peace and light, peace and love.